What's going on, everybody? My name is Colin Slager, along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. Tim, how are you even with a loss today? Hey, lucky to be alive today. It was it was good lifting my head from the pillow this morning. I call that a good day. There you I'm go. doing well. I like that. Good. A little gratitude today. I like that. That's Grateful, what Tim. That's what we, need. That's what we need to pour into our lives every day, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today is a good day. A little gloomy, but hey, we need the rain. Uh, today, we're going to get into uh, some interesting things, Terry Crews and his decision-making methods. Um, so kind of uh, a little out there topic, a little out of left field, but uh, turned into a good one. And then I kind of go on a small rant about full body training, uh, mobility, uh, range of motion, importance of all that, uh, a little bit inspired by Mind Pump. Uh, they have a great fitness podcast, a little shout out to them uh, for that kind of inspiration. But yeah kind of get on one a little bit so yeah. bear with me i enjoyed that i enjoyed hearing that I, I i've never learned more about like mobility and flexibility and exercises more than i did in that 15 minutes oh there you sure. go but yeah. yeah after slayer goes into that i'll talk about kind of my training styles how it's evolved over the years how i've changed it depending on what kind of sports i'm playing because i played a lot of basketball in the past year i talk about that and how much i love playing it lately and how it's kind of impacted my training style and then we kind of end the show by taking a closer look at the major business differences between the NBA and the NFL. We've kind of been all over this episode, but that's why you should listen. There's a lot of good things you can learn about and a lot of different angles we, we look at things in terms of how we end that episode with the NBA and NFL. So we pre appreciate you joining us today, and um, I hope you enjoy the show. Slager, you got anything else? I think we covered it all. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your time and your ear. Um, and here we are. So Tim Ferriss wrote a book called Tribe of Mentors where he interviewed, it he interviewed a bunch of I need to read world it. leaders from across the world, CEOs, actors, whatever. He air, interviewed Terry Crews, and these chapters are like a couple pages long, and he said so many things that just stuck out to me. I'm like, man, I got to find a book this dude's written. I got to find a podcast he's been on. Just It's just amazing. Like He made an interesting point about like the decisions we make and knowing whether to make the right decisions in times where you're like unsure about something. Yeah. And he says he uses... Uh, he calls it a, a grandkid's tactic. He says if he's facing something that he's not sure about, ethically or morally, he would ask himself, would, he, would his grand, grandkids ask him about this and ask if this was the right decision? Mm. So he, think, he thinks about generations down the line and be like... So when he has like a moral decision to make yeah, or some like kind, yeah. The kids are like, hey, would you make this decision? Like, well, would we still be alive if you would make a decision yeah. like this? Like some, something like this. So think about... The, I, My parents put it me, the man. way of like would you want this on the front page of the newspaper? Okay, yeah. That's how my parents that. always put it to me. It's like, yeah, you know, just, if you're not sure, would you want this on the front page of the newspaper? And it's like, it's actually a good way to put it. It's not yeah, bad. It's amazing. Yeah, you just I mean, I know my parents way. know everything, but damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, Tim, you want to sweat at the gym. I'm glad you're very yeah, what are we specific. Doing? Tell me what we're doing today. Um, you're the guru. I don't know if I'm a guru. Uh, I like to think I know what I'm doing at times. Probably you got some good I probably don't. Um... Man, lately I've been digging uh, full body training. Okay. So I, uh, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to religiously, uh, Mind Pump. So anyone who doesn't know about it, if you're in the health and fitness, nutrition, all that, you want some good, some of the best insights in, in that space, Mind Pump. Uh, I started full body training because some programs they put out and because I, I was doing the, the splits, you know, I was doing whatever well not chest on monday because no one squats on monday so i'd usually squat on my do legs on monday or you know i have the chest day the the arm day shoulder day back day and just wrecking myself on every day you know having to go like gotta go hard gotta go hard you know and one day a week each body part might 
would maybe do on the weekends, maybe just a touch up, you know, hit a few things I thought were lagging. And then found Mind Pump, started listening for a while. And then when I kind of trusted like their, their knowledge and stuff, uh, tried a full body, full body style. And I do that three days a week. I do heavier foundational lifts three days a week. So, you know, one day I'm going to squat. Uh, probably not going to squat on the same day I deadlift another day I'll deadlift and maybe do maybe I'll do sissy squats for the for the quads just kind of you know still hit a little bit of legs just lighter um so I've kind of tweaked my full body things to to how I want I'm going to change it up again but started doing full body three days a week and so working muscle groups three three times a week as opposed to one okay so, so like it, it so like I might let's see what I do on on Wednesday, for example, I started with I deadlifted, and then I did some Bulgarian uh, split squats. Yeah. Man, I hate those, but I've been changing it up to improve the squat. I've been touching some other things. Got good at the squat, kind of slowed down my progress. I've been incorporating other leg movements to build up, and uh, then I did. See, I did that. Did some incline dumbbell chest press. Did four or five sets. That was it on chest. Um, then did two or three sets on, on a tricep bicep exercise, maybe, uh, a few sets on a, on a shoulder press okay. and then a back. No, I already did back. That was deadlift. Yeah. And then that, that's it, man. Okay. So and then what? on, on my quote unquote off days. Um, so say like yesterday I did what is called a trigger session. Also from the program I got, got from guys at mind pump. Um, I would use, uh, elastic band just regular like workout band you know light light resistance band and would do certain movements just to get a slight pump in in the areas that i'm working just to get feel the blood move and then call it you know not trying to overdo it just want to feel the blood move very light pump get the anabolic response because you know people you hear about the anabolic window like oh 30 minutes like after you got it gotta eat gotta have your shake like right after you're done not really like it peaks between 48, 72 hours. And then, so say I have a heavy lift on Wednesday, then Thursday, I do this trigger session. I'll, I'll do body weight squats. I'll do just curls or hammer curls with the band. You know, I'll throw it over the top of one of the, you know, like the pull up, the crossbar, I'll throw it over there and just do tricep press downs with it. Um, but what I've been doing lately, I'd also do a focus session. So where I'd have actual light resistance. So I probably put it on, on the 10 pound plate and did the, cross uh, cable presses, just like two sets, maybe 10 to 12, just very light, just felt the chest kind of pump up a little bit and that was it. So I'll do that with body parts I think are a little behind. Um, and then the trigger sessions for everything else, just to feel a pump, do that trigger sessions a couple days, a couple times a day on my off days. Uh, I couple that with a lot of mobility. I've tight shoulders, so I've been hammering my mobility, working on longevity, really focusing on range of motion because so many people don't utilize a full range of motion. Mm-hmm. Like when flexibility I flexibility is yeah. Like when when I squat, like I started treating all of my movements as a skill. So yeah. you're not just pushing weight, not just doing the movement. Treat it like a skill to really get good at it. Right. And that's when I noticed some serious changes. Like focus on what should be contracting. Um, and that if that is not contracting, why not? Like figure that out. Um, so I've been really honing in on contractions, how I'm moving, my trunk stability, my overall mobility and longevity. So that's how I've been kind of doing my training. And I've noticed better compositional changes, strength changes um, since I've starting, started doing it. And I kind of 
kind of compare it. I kind of try not to cross lanes too much, but think about a runner runs every day, mm-hmm. every day. Well, I mean, they have their rest days too, but you know, people run every day and uh, there are those injuries. I did that too from when I was like eight all through high school. You know, you have the fashion muscle rolls up, you got the tightness in the calves, you got to have it released. You have shin splints, all that. But I mean, they run every day and get better. So like, why would I not? They're not just running three days a week. I mean, to the normal people, yeah, probably. But the hard hard runners running every day, like why not train a body part three times a week as opposed to one? Right. So it's like, okay, so you, so you have your international chest day on Monday. All right, great. So you're not going to hit chest again until the following Monday. So in that time, your anabolic response in your muscles is completely gone by the time the next Monday rolls around, mm-hmm. as opposed to, say, whatever your chest is, separate that over three days, break it down over three days, so you, you go through that entire workout, but you spread it out. Now you're hitting that, that body part three times a week and maintaining an anabolic response in the muscles. So they're constantly knowing, like, okay, time to grow, time to grow. Again, yeah. your sleep, your food, all that, you need to put all that into it. But, you know, program how your body responds, first off. I mean, a full body isn't going to be the best for everyone. There's those that can do the, the bro split and do one body part once a week, and they can grow. Some people look mm-hmm. at a weight and they grow. <clears throat> so, you know, the best workout is what works for you. But I've really enjoyed it. I'm not destroying myself. I stop one or two reps short of failure, and as they advise and feel better, I'm not getting the sickly feeling that you know people get because when you have the intense workout, like people start to feel nauseous because all the blood leaves the gut. Blood leaves the gut. There we go. Blood. Uh, <laughs> New word. Yeah. New so language. the blood leaves the gut because has to go. Think about it. You're working everything else, and that's why you're pumped up. All the blood is going there. So. Mm-hmm. That's why you get that nauseous, you know, sick feeling if you're really just hammering and hammering. And, you know, I, I still get that from time to time, but it's like not as as frequent, not as I'm not just stressing myself. I'm not so sore the next day that I can't walk, that I can't move my arms. You know, that's just a sign of overtraining and everyone thinks that's a sign of a good workout. Yeah. You know, there's, there's an article I wrote on, on the blog about this exact thing about soreness equal, equaling a killer workout. Not necessarily. It means you probably overtrained it. Like, yeah, I probably I have a little soreness today, but I'm going to be able to still go through a full heavy training set later, and be fine and not not injure myself. Knock on wood. Yeah. But uh, that that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I've really been loving it. I'm probably going to change it up. Like I said, I tweak it too. I tweak my the full body mm-hmm. workouts. I, I was following their program religiously for a while, and then I kind of tweaked it to what what I yeah. thought is going to be better for me. And like I said, when when you get good at something. Like when my, my squat got really good, the weight was moving up right, and then it started to slow down on, on my progress, changed out. I probably should have changed out earlier than that, but that's when I started doing, maybe I'll do lunges one day, and then maybe I'll do um, some single leg RDLs, superset it with some sissy squats. So not like super, super heavy, but just working things differently. Then did that for a couple of weeks, went back and squatted again, up to my weight, easiest I've squatted, that heaviest weight, for like reps of yeah. five, six, and it was, so it's just changing it and under, like putting the ego aside and just just change it up. A- any type of uh, change in, in training like that or food like will warrant some type of response. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, if you're doing this and then you change it to something else, like you'll see a change for sure. 
Yeah. And it's just consistently knowing like when and how to change and making sure you understand what things are actually hard on your joints and how you should do them and understanding your insertions and origins. And, you know, I'm still getting better at uh, paying attention to that a lot, a lot closer. Um, that's something I could have done when I was a personal trainer. I could have done that better. But because yeah. um, when I had clients personal training, I, I actually did full body stuff with them. But I was still, for me, I was training on, on a single body part split, which now I think about like, that's kind of funny. Like I was actually training them better in a way than I was treating myself. So yeah. that's um, awesome. Man. I'm, I'm excited. To, so in, in a nutshell, I mean, long story short, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what you walk us through today. At the gym. Yeah. That's sure. uh, Hopefully yeah. listeners, you're able to get some good examples to, to, to do out of that in, in, in your own workouts. And I guess the question I have is when you go week to week, obviously mm-hmm. you have your, your, your weekly regimen that you do your three days and then sure. everything else. Like sometimes, and, sometimes it's two. If it, if like I'm traveling or something and I only get two, like I get two and if like I go five, six, seven days without training, then that kind of gets to me. But if I have like two, mm-hmm. three days, then I'm like, just cause I love to train too, but I've been better at yeah. kind of handling that relationship I have. Cause like it's unhealthy and healthy at the same time to where, you know, sometimes like my day is not done until that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. healthy or unhealthy relationship, you know, could say unhealthy. And so I'm trying to get better. Like muscles, not just going to straight fall off if I miss like, if I only do two foundational lifts in a, in a week, then three, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to go down like 10 pounds or anything. Right. It's just, um, I, I think I feel better. I train differently. Uh, I'm a more like, I guess, peaceful person when, like when I train, like, you know, before most people wouldn't like train with me just for whatever reason. And I ended up starting to train by myself in, in college and then started taking it seriously. I think that's why I was kind of by myself. I was just more into it. And again, I'm not like huge by any means. I'm not, you know, absolutely yoked. Like I, I'm in good shape mm-hmm. like that, you know, but I love studying this stuff. And, uh, I, I just think when, when I started switching this, like someone can come up to me now and like ask what I'm doing. Like someone I was lifting with a buddy, lifting with Faye a few weeks ago and someone asked like what we were doing. And I was explaining like, oh, we're working the same thing. It's just the way my body is physiologically made up. I feel better when I do it this way. I feel it in the shoulder. I'm hitting the rear delt. When he does it that way, it's just where the head is on your shoulder. It's going to be different for everyone. So I've been trying to get better at understanding that. But in the past, like, I wouldn't want anyone to talk to me. Like, you know, if I'm in the middle of a set, I don't want someone to come up and, you know, yeah. start jawing. But it's like, you know, it's if someone comes up to me, says something, like, I'll say hi to people. Like, I enjoy that now. Like, I... Right. Got, got I, a ba- I'm, balance I'm better friends with the gym than I am like going to try to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying yeah. to go murder the gym. I'm just yeah. I'm better friends with it's it. It's a place to meet people. And now you it's like you can't be too locked in. You yeah, gotta, you gotta be open to this. I'm trying to treat the gym better, and it's treating me better. So hey. it's it's weird. It's weird, but yeah, Reciprical. it's I just I Mutual think love. training training the muscles more times in a week. I think frequency is is gonna. And that's again, I learned. Uh, learn a lot of good useful tips from mind pump but i also i study and, and i make sure it's backed up and you know i look at actual studies i look at bad articles good articles um so i i do a lot of homework do a lot of studying outside of the everyday thing i just i really like it mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i'm into that's how i'm training um so yeah sorry you asked huh <laughs> no that's good i the one question i had is like i mean question listeners may have is in terms of like how much you talk about the different weight and stuff you do mm-hmm. 
How, like, in terms of rep ranges, do you keep the same amount you do consistent week by week, or do you switch it um, up? It, like, it how de- do you measure? It, it depends. So, like, you know, with the program I was using, there was, like, a strength phase, and then that was, like, three weeks to where your your rep range was, like, one to four on, like, say you're squatting five to six sets on reps one to four. So you're going for power, really, mm-hmm. and strength. Um, and then, say, for, like, an arm thing, maybe your rep range was between six and eight. So it wasn't very high. Some things maybe four to six, like shoulder stuff, maybe four to six. And then second phase, um, you know, you're going to up it to, you know, six to eight, eight to ten, things like that. And then with uh, when you're just trying to really fill out, you know, not this quote-unquote toning. Like that's just you're building muscle. You're not like toning is just a stupid term that makes people sell supplements. But (laughs) – um, you know, when you're trying to fill it out more, round everything yeah. out, then you can up the reps. So there, there are advantages to changing the rep range um, because it's like if you're going for strength, you're not going to do your your heaviest deadlift, you know, ten times. You're gonna do it. You're gonna try and get it three, four, maybe up at five pounds, ten pounds. Get tight two, one, two. You're still up in your strength, but your your reps are just lower. Mm-hmm. But that's good. Yeah, Makes there have sense. been old school bodybuilders promoting just heavy weight high rep too you know it just mm-hmm. it varies whatever works for you try it out though so many people can't get out of their own modality of training because they're oh this is what i know this is what i like i know i'm gonna get a good pump from this and i'm gonna look good after i mm-hmm. as soon as i'm done lifting it's like all right well like i still get a pump doing a full body it's not like as isolated no but it's man i feel good yeah feel good it's that's, all about that's feeling good that's the most important good. part how you, how you feel after the workout and look if, and, the, if you, and the consistency of getting in there yeah, it's not necessarily ch- what you do it's your persistence and commitment to whatever you, you want do to it. do yeah it's great and, and people are so worried about the number on the weight and like look there there are some days where I still you know sometimes might get an ego lift a little bit but it's like your your muscles don't know if there's a 45 or a 25 mm-hmm. written on the plate like and it's how you move it so if you're getting a full contract contraction and you just feel it, and it's exactly where it, where you know it should feel, and you're squeezing how it should squeeze, and it's just everything is connected, mind and muscle, killer connections. Like, how much it weighs doesn't matter. Like, you're going to yield change and response with your body. So, I mean, change, like, treat things like a skill. And mm-hmm. I think that really kind of shifted my mindset on it. Once I started trying to get, you know, quote-unquote, good at the movement, um, then things started to really change like my squat like I go below I go as low as I can sometimes I'll do like a rest pause at the bottom too and then go up and it's just why wouldn't you use a range of motion if you don't have your range of motion like get it back because yeah. like when when you're an infant you don't just stop when your thighs are at parallel to the ground you don't just stop there you're an infant you're squatting all the way to ass to the floor yeah so it's just you know think about what we're off, flexibility off the charts yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah man I uh, I love it. I love. Obviously, I can just keep rambling. But how, how's your training been? What you've been? It's going well. What you've been doing? I've been, I've been doing like not exactly what you're doing. I've been splitting it up, doing like yeah. a four day rotation. Okay. Typical chest tries and back by and then shoulders and okay. then legs four different days. But we well, hoop I've, too, so you want to make sure you're a little more yeah, balanced out. So you don't yeah, I've been trying to. Game. I've been trying to build more cardio and I've been trying to build more core. Um, I've been sprinkling in core like every other day like I'll build it between so I'll do like a like two exercises at once so I'll okay. do if I'm doing like a chest exercise I'll do chest and I'll build in the ab exercise with it so I have okay. like I, I do all chest and I do all tries I, I move from one to the other 
but when I put in abs in. So you do your chest first and then your tries? Yeah. Or you're intermingling, you're saying? Uh, I do chest. I intermingle the abs when I do. So when I do Oh, the you abs, intermingle I, abs, I, wait yeah, for I, the tries I, after the chest? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, have okay. The, I have the different muscle groups set out, but I like to bring bring in the ab exercises like in between exercises because I think that it forces the cardio and it, it makes me sweat more. And I, I'm trying to, to move, not I'm trying to move from being stationary and just lifting to actually truly training and, and, and sweating and building movement yeah. cardio into it because that's an important thing for me to because because I'm, I'm i'm also trying to i'm trying to build muscle but also shred at the same time and i feel like that's, that, that's tough balance yeah. i mean it's doable but it's very very well, hard <laughs> I've, I've been taught like i ask people around the gym and i get i get feedback but i, I keep my reps high i think yeah. keeping reps high is is important to doing that because if if you keep them lower, I feel like it contributes to to, to bulking at the same time. But I mean, yeah, you can you can clean bulk though too. I mean, mm -hmm. you hear about these people like a bulk, and then you know they say they're about to cut. It's like, well, your bulk looks pretty good still, and then yeah. they're gonna cut. I mean, they're gonna lose muscle too. Yeah. That's part but of it. Yeah, but I think just the important thing is, is is keeping the cardio thing in there. And I try to play basketball three times a week because that's, that's that's what cardio. I'm doing it for. Like, I'm not trying like. I think that's a big reason why why I train is to obviously be healthy, build muscle, but I'm also trying to get better at basketball mm -hmm. at the same time because basketball is a sport I, I love to play all the time. And yeah. I'm trying to play in leagues and but play not like competitively, basketball competitively. Basketball is my favorite sport. But I try to play. I love the I, way they dribble up and down the court. It, it, gives, <laughs> it, gives, me a sense of, uh, it gives me a sense of freedom. It, it, it takes me away from the stresses. A little mind release. Yeah, yeah. Like I forget about everything else when I'm playing basketball. That's cool. My favorite yeah. basketball player, Kyrie Irving, said, basketball isn't a sport, it's an art. And that's the way I look man, at it sometimes. I man. love Kyrie. I was so bummed about his injury, man. Yeah, that sucked. It made the Duke playoffs guy. so less interesting to me, even though the playoffs are the most exciting they've ever been. Yeah, Duke it guy. Be. So I was originally a fan, and then I've been a Celtics fan for a while. I, I've kind of lost some of my love for the NBA, but I, I've always liked the Celtics. Yeah. Before Brad Stevens went there, before Gordon Hayward yeah. got there, but they're gonna be really good. Kyrie, next year. man. Oh, dude, I hope so. They're they're gonna have a they're gonna have a final starting five next year once they get Gordon and Kyrie. They they will be them on the top. two together, man. They'll they haven't the played top. together like they'll really be, played. They'll be on the top of the at the at near the top of these or at the top of these for the next. I hope five they years. destroy the Caps next year. Hope they just put them in the ground. Yeah, oh, I, I I'm pretty confident they'll they'll, they'll be right there. But I hope. Yeah, so. no, I think uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think the you said you've you've lost some interest for the NBA, but I feel like in a terms little, in terms bit. of like number of fans and interest and desire from like fans from across the country i feel like mm -hmm. it is increasing for basketball i feel like it's decreasing for nfl there's been that kind of narrative going on the last few months with yeah the nfl protests um the concussion the cte stuff that's coming out yeah i think a big been reason, a lot of controversial I, I, stuff with the nfl people hate goodell he just signed again so i mean well i think who a, knows? every time he comes out for the draft they boo and i yeah. feel like and, and i i feel there's simple i was watching I, with I my one friend and she was like are they booing i was like oh yeah like yeah they hate well, roger goodell <laughs> part of the resentment comes from the fact that I, yeah i don't I'm, know the full background of like did it start with the patriots thing or where did the true hatred for, i just think one of the reasons you might why know better than me the fact that the nba has fully guaranteed contracts if a guy signs a uh, a 30 million deal for for five years at six mm -hmm. million per year he's gonna make all 30 of that whether oh he, even if he gets hurt. whether he gets hurt injured um anything like there's provisions here and there but all contracts in the nba are fully guaranteed in the nfl they do the guaranteed they're, they're, they're not guaranteed fully guaranteed because you notice when a guy signs a deal in the nfl they have like, a guaranteed this amount it's like 15 million over three years five million a year but yeah. there's only like eight million guaranteed so you can so with, with the with the more yeah, prominent, poor baby <laughs> yeah with, with, the more, with the more prominent players who have proven themselves 
they can get injured, but they'll they'll still keep the contract. They'll, they'll yeah. they're guaranteed to come back. Like next OBJ. Year. Yeah, but you have those players that are like borderline, just got themselves their first like decent deal. That's like, oh, do you want to keep them? Or but when they get injured, they're like, oh, they can sever that contract. But you got this guy Goodell signing a, a contract for he makes like fifty million a year. Jeez. That's why people boo to give your friend the background. It's just it's and it, and you got all the controversy going on. Um, it, I feel like the NFL really isn't a players' league. Like you can tell in the NBA, it's for the players. Like Adam Silver is a commissioner who, who makes decisions most of the time that are in the in the players' favor. You do not get that in the NFL, and I feel like that's why there's so much resentment for Adam Silver. And I feel like Roger Dill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's not resentment for Adam Silver in the NBA, and as much as there used to be for a commissioner, I, David Stern got some hate here and there, but. David Stern was a great commissioner. I, so that's that's commissioner. when I was really loving the NBA when I was super young, and I think I just I don't know what happened that I lost. I just got super into the the extreme sports stuff and paid more yeah. attention to that. And I still love basketball. I mean, we talk about it like I used to hoot myself. I love the sport, but I just like college so much better. Yeah. I just you can see the real love for it in the college, and I know NBA just it's not that they don't love it still when they go. It's just now it's work, mm-hmm. like it's a job, you yeah. know, and. You know, college. Not saying it's not a job in college. You know, I, we both knew and know college athletes where it's like that's also work. That's a job too. Yeah. But um, and they're not making millions of dollars in college. Yeah, it just you, you man. You see just the different uh, level at which individuals are playing between college and and the pros, and it's just like yeah, the pros like you getting paid. College like you want bragging rights. Yeah. You just want to say you're the best. Yeah. And you're trying to a lot of those players are trying to prove something. Oh, and like, you're trying to get to the league. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they got they got something they're, they're like that's their life passion. Like yeah. they, all the majority of those players their end goal is to get to the NBA mm-hmm. and they see like your team's success is, is a big contributor to yeah. to to where like your prospect at the next level. Although I do like when I see a college player that I was a fan of like start to do really well in the NBA. Like people mm-hmm. always said JJ Redick was going to suck in the NBA. Yeah. And I was like Give him some years. He's not going to be good right away. You're absolutely right. Like He's not going to be good on the Magic. I don't know where. I don't know depth like that of details with who he would mesh with the best because I was a big diehard Redick fan all mm-hmm. through when he was at Duke. Got one of his jerseys and stuff. Like Just love, love, loved his shot. That's yeah. what I really fell in love with, how quick his release was, how pretty it was, and how high up he jumped every time he shot. But And now he's, he's a, a leader for Philly. Yeah. He's the he's the, he's, he's the killing old, it. He's the oldest player on the team. He's the veteran. Oh, leader. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, yeah, that team is so young. How long has he been? Was it five, six years he's been in the league, or longer than that? Uh, How many was he with the Magic for three? Dude, I feel like he got three drafted. or four. I'm gonna look him up. So he, but he he's he's there. He not only is he a pivotal member of their team, like he like yeah. he scores for them. Like he's oh, one yeah. of the best. I feel like he's been in the league like maybe six, seven years. Maybe I don't know. I could be wrong though. Probably am. Yeah, but he like. He's their veteran. Like he does so much more than just shoot on that team. He he leads. Like he's been there before. He got drafted in 2006. He's been oh, in the wow. league. He's been in the league for 12 years. Yeah. He's well, like I said, I was probably wrong. And uh. <laughs> yeah, he was he, he was on the Magic for seven years. And he got bounced around between the Bucks. I didn't, and, that didn't feel like he was there for that long. Well, dude, I'm That's telling a you, long when, time. when players go to the Magic, I feel like. It, they just get forgotten about. It's like, like they, it's like, like going to the Bulls or the Bears. Yeah, like, for <laughs> real. Like people just forget. And then he, I mean, with with, with people like him, with, he's a shooter. He's a natural shooter. He's not yeah. known for driving to the basket. Yeah. So he's gonna be more durable over the long term. Like he can play. Like people like him and Kyle Korver, they they're gonna have long careers because they're known for shooting. They, you don't yeah. your body doesn't take a toll when you're a shooter as much as 
when you're a slash and drive like LeBron, even though LeBron's Taking a not, beating. A, not a human, and he's yeah. going to play until he's like 50. But, yeah, I, I, J.J. Reddick's going to have a good uh, – he's going to play for, for at least five more years. I think wherever he goes next, if it's like a few-year deal, I might buy a new Reddick jersey. Yeah, because he's, he's only on a one-year deal with Philly. Yeah, I know. I, I see 26 them, I, mil? I see, them, I see them re-signing him. If they re-sign him, though, he's going to have to take less money. But I feel like they're going to be so good next year. I, or he just goes – maybe goes back to – I don't know if his wife and kid are out there with him, but – you know, if he's somewhere else full time, like, well, I just made this much, so now my stock and price is a lot higher. So send me back somewhere warm, mm-hmm. my wife and kid, beautiful fucking wife, man. <laughs> but uh, that's what I do. I'd be like, yo, send me back somewhere warm. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. Be- Miami. <laughs> that would be cool. Beach. <laughs> LA. LA's man. gonna be good. Yeah, that's cool. We got on JJ Reddick. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to keep tabs on that more. It's just there's so much information to consume. It's you can't keep up with all of it. I, I listen to too many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you can never listen to. Too I, many. I have too many that I that I roll through on a daily basis. It's good though. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Hope uh, hope you got some good training tips. Uh, try something different. See how it works. Let it ride for at least a good month. Let us know. Share uh, share some of your. Your, your training methods with us in the comments and, and, and share with us what, what you guys do because we're open. We love to hear what everybody else does. There's no, there's no right way of doing it. And if yeah, you, share, if you do change, us. let us know what you used to do too. DM us in the comments mm-hmm. either way. Yeah, let us know what you changed uh, to and from and uh, how you like it, how you feel, things like that. Chase health, aesthetics will come. Yes, consistency. Ah, I love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Love all of you. Tim. Love you too, man. Love you more. (laughs) Take it easy, bud. See you guys. Everybody. Man, I can't talk. Later.